Louise McSharry on 2FM. Every month we check in with our friends at the Good Information Project, an initiative by the journal.ie to find out what the people of Ireland want to know more about and uh, then providing that information. And over the last few months we've spoken about everything from the future of work to the housing crisis to Chinese-European relations and today we're going to talk about space. Hello, Adam Daly. Hi, Louise. Thank you for joining me. You, of course, are a journalist with the Good Information Project at the journal.ie um, and I am just a, a space. I wasn't expecting this. The Irish people want to know about space. Uh, they do. I, I hope so anyway. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's um, it's one of those things you wouldn't think that Ireland would necessarily be connected with too much. Mm. So I suppose in that sense, it, it's good to, to shine a light on what we're doing because we definitely have um, a place in space um, for lack of a better phrase, but <laughs> um, but at the same time, uh, we're not exactly up there with the likes of NASA. So there's a lot that we um, still have to do, but there's a lot that we have done um, from the starting point that we had as well. That's interesting. I actually didn't really know that Ireland was in any way involved in space travel. Well, I did, I suppose. I know that there are Irish people working in that field, but what what, what involvement do we have? Well, one of the biggest um, involvements we have is probably through our membership of the European Space Agency. Right. So given that we don't have a national agency in the way like the US might with NASA, um, we, we kind of have a, a harder starting point, as I mentioned. So if we want to qualify anything for space, you really have to have that kind of um the access that a national agency would give you, so uh, the European Space Agency really plays that role for Ireland. Plays that role for Ireland. So, um, it, it, it and our uh, our uh, membership really uh, comes in two forms. So there's the um, educational side of things where we uh, they kind of uh, increase our our research ca- capabilities and um, they try and with member states member states they make sure that across the board we're all at the same level so there's that where you're you're trying to keep up with the competition what the mm. latest technology and advancements are so there's that there's that advantage and then there's the commercial side of things so you have Irish companies um, from small SMEs to um, the likes of uh, just uh, tech companies in general that are developing technologies either for space or they might not be um, and then Enterprise Ireland kind of is the middleman where companies will go to them and say we want to um, kind of go for these contracts that the European Space Agency are putting out there so the agency will put out contracts um, if for the commercial sector to kind of be able to contribute more to their space agency so because it's kind of a it's an agency made up of um, 22 member states which includes Ireland so you have that it's 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 centralized but not in the same way that you would have with NASA so it does rely on the contribution of all its members and then the international contribution with NASA so it would do a lot of um, do a lot of missions and research uh, in conjunction with different space agencies as well so it, that gives Ireland the access as well to kind of the international community too. Mm. And so of course you know a lot of space travel is about exploration and about scientific research and kind of scientific progress but there's a whole other side of space travel now developing isn't there um, which is space tourism. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, it, one of the main reasons, I guess, we're 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 kind of talking about um, space at the moment is the the boost that it's kind of gotten in the media from um, the. Uh, I suppose everyone would know the the three big uh, billionaire personalities that are yeah. kind of in the space realm: the likes of Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and Richard Branson. They're 
they they have their own kind of space race going on and that they're trying to be the the first kind of commercial uh, space tourism company and um people probably remember earlier in the summer um Elon Musk and Richard Branson did their their flights to um, yeah. the edge of space so that kind of has kind of brought the conversation about of oh when will we be holidaying maybe on the moon or even just go out for a flight or whatever so um there is that kind of uh conversation going around but in terms of the progress that's been made to advance it it's it's still very much oh we're, we're flying up to the edge of space and then we're coming back down yeah. um and so it's kind um, of like a high stakes roller coaster Exactly, yeah. So, and it's definitely not one that I'd be too keen to go on myself at the moment. Yeah. And we kind of saw that in polling that we carried out. Yeah. Um, which I, at first, I was, when we got the results back, it was, oh, I did think there'd be more of a kind of interest when you think of all the the media we consume of the, when you think about the genre of space films yeah. and they always do so well that there's such an interest but really I think um, people are kind of aware of that the the science hasn't really caught up with the the science fiction of it so um, there's really there is about um, well 35% of people that we surveyed believe that space term would space tourism would even be um, commonplace within the next 50 years so already that's a low percentage you think that it's even a possibility and then just 28% of people surveyed said that they'd be willing to go at all so a very small percentage but I'd probably be in the um, the majority of who are a bit yeah. more sceptical at the minute. Um, well, me too. I and think of going to space, yeah. Yeah, but I think one of the issues is that um, you mentioned there that like, you know, we all love space films. We do. But like, they are often disastrous. Like, I don't want to be Sandra Bullock like hanging off a spaceship by a cord in the middle of space. Exactly. <laughs> like, no, thank you. I'm perfectly fine down here. Send me some photographs and we'll just get on with our lives. Um, but I suppose, you know, the idea is that it will become more safe or we will become more confident in it um so okay so we're not we're not going to be going for a literal holiday in space anytime soon the closest we're probably going to come is that high stakes roller coaster which most of us don't actually want to do anyway right now um but what about people who do want to do it because we haven't had an irish born astronaut yet have we no, there's there's plenty of um, astronauts with an Irish connection, which I know a lot of people would like to raise when we talk about not having an Irish astronaut. But I suppose, as you mentioned there, the, the Irish-born astronaut, where we kind of would that would be our big claim to fame. There'd be obviously the uh, in the St Patrick's Day parade that kind of um, level of um, I suppose celebrity for an Irish astronaut, but. Um, yeah, so there's only been about 600 people who have ever kind of taken a, a human space flight. Um, mm. And um, the European Space Agency, as I mentioned, they've, they're have they very pivotal for Ireland's kind of um, gateway to space. Mm. And they reopened their applications earlier this year. And yeah. there's about 270 Irish applications. Um, and we were chatting to uh, one of them. Uh, his name's Killian Murphy. Um, not that Killian Murphy. Um, <laughs> that's kind of the... But at the same time, I, I say that, and he could be, he could eclipse um, uh, the actor Killian Murphy when yeah. it comes to how famous he might be if he ends up being chosen as one of these, uh, as one of the the new astronauts, I should say. So they'll only pick about four or five, and then there'll be about twenty astronauts on reserve, and that's coming from a pool of the twenty three thousand people that applied. Yeah, I um, remember Killian himself. He's qu- Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I remember we spoke about this at the time and, um, you know, the the idea like applications are open to anyone. And I was like, yeah, but I mean, not really anyone. Like, I'm not going to apply and succeed. Yeah. Like, you need to have a scientific background and some kind of relevant expertise, don't you? And Killian does, doesn't he? 
Yeah, so he's um, he, was from a young age, he's kind of had a dream of going to space, and you can really see through all the work that he's done that he's really been working towards that. So, um, I, I it's one of those things when you hear people's personal stories and how hard they work, you really hope they they get to make that journey. He, he currently um, he's um, he's from Dublin, but he works in a biofuels company in Budapest. But he studied astronomy and space science in UCD, so he he um, has been working for a long time. He's only twenty eight as well, but mm. he's also taken part in some. Um, some space, uh, well, the some experiments to look at the effects of space on astronauts. Um, so he's very much involved, and um, he even has that experience. It would have been the kind of uh, where they'd pretend to do space flights, and um, and then I think he was in a month long experiment where they were uh, where you're supposed to be like in space, and they'd um, test the the effects on the people that took part. So he's very dedicated, and, and hopefully he's he's one of the lucky few that's chosen, or even if any of the 270 Irish people are picked, I think we'd all be delighted, and that would definitely give. Um, I suppose more people following the story anyway. Absolutely. Um, it's interesting. I didn't actually realise that there was that that course in UCD. Um, and I gather some of the people involved in that course are involved in Ireland's first satellite. Yes. Um, yeah, so that's, I suppose, another thing of our European Space Agency membership with the, the kind of educational side of things. They, they run different um, kind of programmes. And one of them is the Fly Around Satellite Programme, which a team of uh, students and academics in, in UCD applied for. Um, and essentially, they've, they've built, they're, they're nearly at the kind of tail end of this. They're getting ready to launch hopefully next year. Um, they're heading to Belgium, I think, this month to do some kind of last minute testing. But the, the satellite itself is about the size of a shoebox. And when it goes up into um, into orbit, they'll run about three, uh, there's three science experiments on board. And um, they've built a, a kind of, uh, at, on the roof of the UCD School of Physics, there's kind of a, I suppose, a communication centre. And when once the satellite goes up, then I think once it passes over Earth, they have about nine minutes every time it passes over to collect all the data that they, they want from these experiments that will be on the actual um, satellite itself. So mm. um, it's, it's quite exciting. And it's also... Um, uh, a big deal, like I guess, when you think of it being the first Irish-made satellite, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're hoping it'll be the first of many. Yeah. Um, but talking to the team, um, it, it's been a long. They got the funding back in 2017, so even for such a small satellite, the amount of work and yeah. testing that goes involved, that's involved in it, is is crazy. And and then the work doesn't stop once it's up in orbit. Um, it's obviously that's a whole different ball game of of trying to monitor and and make sure that it's it's still in one piece. Man, it would be so nerve-wracking after all those years of work and preparation you're literally sending something up into space and like hoping it it's okay and it does what you want it to do. Yeah. I wouldn't have the nerves for that now. I'm a short-term. I need immediate gratification. <laughs> I can't be waiting years for something <laughs> send something into space and then not know how it's going to turn out. Um fair play, fair play. What's special people who do this kind of work? Um well, Adam, thank you so much for sharing all you learned. I'm um, very interesting to hear about Ireland's involvement in space affairs and indeed about the future of space travel. What is the Good Information Project going to look into next? Yeah, so we're, uh, it's, a, it's definitely a, a completely different um, topic from space exploration, but we're, we're, we're starting a, a cycle at the moment and it's looking at um, migration on the EU. Obviously, um, there's a lot of talk about um, 
what the EU is facing now with what's going on in Afghanistan and the possible refugee crisis that's being triggered there at the moment and mm. um, how the EU is going to handle that, how Ireland fits into that. Mm. Um, obviously, we've agreed to take in a number of um, refugees from Afghanistan, but um, across the block in the EU, there's very different approaches to um, each country has their own idea of what migration should be. So mm. even the, uh, I suppose, the EU policy across the board isn't necessarily um, applied in, in all cases. So we'll be taking a deeper look at that. And um, and uh, and as it's only starting, of course, we always are looking for people to get in touch and ask their questions and see what they want to be covered. So um, And they can find all the usual kind of contact um, information on the journal.ie and there's a, a good information project tag there. So they can find all the contact details and all the stuff we've been working on uh, previously as well. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. That's journalist with the journal.ie and the Good Information Project, Adam Daly. Thank you, Adam. Thanks, Louise. Louise McSherry on 2FM.